0: Broadcasting from Jackson HealthCare in Alpharetta, Georgia, it's time for Jackson HealthCare's monthly Associate Network Group Podcast Series. This week, we're featuring the Pride Network Podcast.
1: Hi, everyone. I'm Angie Humphreys, and I am a co-lead for the Pride Network, A&G, here at Jackson HealthCare. This is our October edition of the Pride a g Podcast. And I would just like to introduce the rest of my cast, or rather let them introduce themselves, starting with Laura.
2: Hi, I'm Laura. Um, I'm the other co-lead with
3: the Pride Network, and I'm with locumtenants.com.
1: Emily?
3: Hi, I'm Emily Bowie, and I am with locumtenants.com as well.
1: Joy?
0: Hi, my name is Joy Akins, and i um, I am over membership, so if you're interested in joining us, please come out to Happy Hour. That's where we're having our membership drive for our next year. But I've been with locumtenants.com for, it'll be 17 years, you know, since I was 10. So I'm happy to be here with you today.
1: I love the plug, Joy. And last but not least, Mario. Hey, everybody. I'm Mario Rimes, and I'm Jackson and Coker all right so we do a podcast in october to align with atlanta pride month and for those of the, of you that don't know atlanta pride atlanta does pride in october to align with national coming out day national coming out day was grounded in the spirit of liberating and bringing awareness to the lgbt community so i purposely left off the q and the plus because when it initially started in 1988 those letters are not really part of the acronym so we're gonna kind of dig into what LGBTQ stands for. And we're all gonna take a letter and do a deep dive. And is gonna start first with the L and the G.
4: Awesome, thank you, Angie. So I'll start with the L and the G. Uh, those are the two most common um, out of the acronym. Um, So L being uh, a lesbian, which uh, is a female homosexual. If uh, you who experiences romantic love or attraction to another female, I think that's the most easy way to describe that. Um, The G would be referring to gay. Uh, Gay is a term that primarily refers to a homosexual person in general, um, but most commonly used to describe a homosexual male, um, obviously someone who has romantic um, love or attraction to a male that is a male as well. (laughs) Um, So those are the two of the acronym, um, starting with L and G.
1: Awesome, thank you. I feel like that's kind of like what most people hear, you know, most often. So I appreciate you going into depth there. So Laura is going to cover B. Hey everyone, um, B stands for bisexual and biac.
2: Excuse me, bisexual um means different things to different people. To some people, it means an attraction to people of the same gender and to people of another gender. It can also mean attraction to two or more genders or multiple genders. Um, that would include people who define themselves as non-binary or transgender. so there's um a bit of leeway in how you choose to define yourself if you if you are a bisexual person.
1: Awesome. Thanks,
0: Laura. All right. Joy is going to go over T. T refers to transgender. Transgender are people who are either identified at birth or, you know, the beginning stages of their life as one sex, but don't identify with that. And so there's a lot of different categorizations under that, but it's basically uh, related to person who may be Presenting male, but identifies with as woman or, you know, someone who presents one way, but doesn't identify with any in particular uh, sex.
3: Awesome. Thanks, Joy. And Emily is going to cover Q. So Q stands for two things, one of them being queer. Um, in the past, the word queer uh, was used more of as, as a derogatory slur but the term um, has kind of been reclaimed by the LGBTQ plus community. Queer is often used as a broad term for anyone who is not straight and not cisgender. Um, cisgender people are those uh, whose gender identify and expression matches the sex that they were assigned to at birth. Um, although some people proudly identify as queer, some of the LGBTQ plus community um, still find that term offensive. And I think, you know, you guys might be able to weigh in on this as well as I outside of the LGBTQ plus community, I think, is where it's more offensive of somebody using it. But I think within the community, us using queer, I think, is a little bit more accepted. But that's just my opinion. I would agree with that.
4: I would agree with that, too. Especially, I think it's gotten to a place now where you hear queer more common now, um, just to describe in general, like you said, and speaking about anyone that would identify within any of those um, letters of the acronym, plus, but there was a sign where that word did have a very negative connotation to it, and some people do still get kind of offended when referred to that, um, but someone may not necessarily be trying to be offensive, but it's just the history of the word. Yeah. Awesome,
1: that's a really great perspective. Thank you, Emily. And I am going to cover the plus. So I love this definition I came by, that the plus stands for love, acceptance, and the embracing of all. And when I read that, it just kind of really hit home that it's a big reason why like, I am an ally, that just like people's choices or circumstances might seem different from your own. But at the end of the day, we're all just people trying to find happiness and make the most out of our time here. So you should be able to live freely without judgment based on what you look like or who you choose to be with. So that definition just really stood out to me. Some other things I came across were, um, the plus is specifically meant to include everyone, even straight allies and general supporters of the LGBTQ plus community. Um, The plus is what helps bridge the gap to include all the different ways people think of their identities. There are countless ways a person may self-identify. Um, As such, it would be nearly impossible to add all of those identities to an already well-established acronym. But I just love the like all-inclusive of the PLUS, so um, I'm glad that I was able to cover that. Um, So we thought it was really important to share what each letter of the acronym meant um, so that it brings awareness to each group, but also so it helps eliminate any kind of stigma or confusion around the letters The goal of the acronym is really just to bring awareness to the community. Um, And as we're kind of talking about the acronym and like different groups, some uh, kind of a hot topic these days, I think we've all seen it is the use of pronouns more and more in like work email addresses. And Joy has done a good bit of research on this topic and we're gonna have her educate us on the use of pronouns. So Joy, take it away. I'm not so
0: sure that I could really educate people on the use of pronouns. I think, you know, discussing transgender was like, like the tip of the iceberg. Cause when you really start reading it and looking into it, you start to understand that there's so many tr- like intricacies that we're talking about. And then, so you can't just like put something in one little box. And so I remember in, um, One organization, we were working to explore ways to create more inclusivity in our workplace. And one of the topics came up about the use of pronouns and how do we, and the whole intention of that that, um, proposal was, you know, thinking of different, like very surface level ways that we could actually start increasing the feelings of inclusivity within our organization. And so one of the things that's top of mind is I volunteered to do some research on that. And it was mainly because I didn't know and I didn't understand it. And so I wanted to be able to speak to it. And after doing some reading, there wasn't very much that I could share with you that we probably don't already know. But what I got from my research, one, is that like over the years, there have been A number of establishments who are making headways in creating inclusivity in the workplace by the use of pronouns, and so I wanted to talk about one thing that really like stuck in my mind, and it had such an impact on me. Um, So Goldman Sachs in November twenty nineteen created a Bring Your Authentic Self to Work Day, and the whole topic of this article was basically about a gentleman named Matt who wears corporate attire suit and tie to work every single day but on the weekends he might be at his local Starbucks and have a sundress on and so what was fascinating about this topic and really got me to thinking is you know the surface level you know what What do people really feel? So in studying the whole pronoun uh, proposal, what I learned was that a lot of times you see someone as what they present to you. But is that who they really feel like they are inside? So the reason why the use of pronouns is coming up is because it gives people an opportunity to say, I identify as, you know. And so what is the importance of that? And it seems like such a simple topic, but I think it's really deep because what I think about is how, like, I might be really silly sometimes here. I go through my spurts. And people might be like, oh, you're really silly. And I'm like, that's nothing new. But people don't know me to be that way unless you know me to be that way. But that's inconsequential. I choose. I get to choose. And if I come to work, I get silly. I might get in trouble or or told, hey, can you kind of keep it down? But what about dressing as a male and coming to work every day but identifying as female? Or feeling more like a woman. And so when we talk about that, it's providing the opportunity to, to say, um, you know, our words construct or create construct or confines around us that sometimes limit who we are able to be for, you know. So what if, what if, um, let's say, a friend who doesn't necessarily that I don't know, maybe is in the same-sex relationship, has to come out and say to me, hey, Joy, by the way, which I don't care, but <laughs> hey, Joy, <laughs> my partner who has to, happens to be the same sex, you know, what does that feel like day in and day out for someone? And so then I thought about, well, what if that person said, hey, by the way, my partner is of same sex and I don't identify as the sex that I've been assigned. You know, recently I had a friend actually message me and say, listen, I have something to tell you. And I was like, "Uh uh-oh, who's dying? (laughs) Because it's got to be catastrophic. I didn't know. And he, he was like, I just wanted to let you know I'm transitioning. And you're going to have a new girlfriend. And I was like, I've been calling you my puppies up for a long time. But anyways, like, it was such trepidation that they felt that they could approach me with that. And, you know, that's a lot of weight for somebody to have to carry. And um, in my church, there is the manager of our building who... You know, it looks like a man, but he wears a wig and, you know, feminine clothing and he's angry. And the main reason he's angry is because he feels like he's a woman and everybody looks at him and associates him to being a man. And so I don't know for the individual. Yes, it does a lot for us to be able to talk to people and say, hey, so what do you associate yourself with? But it also creates this opening that says, you know, you're okay with me. And so I think rolling out the gender pronouns, you know, provides an opportunity to say, hey, this is who I am. And so the more and more that we create space for people to be who they are, I think it just just It just opens up so much because now you're not carrying that weight around. And so while I have statistics for you and dates, <laughs> what have you, I think that's the most important thing that I can actually pull from this um, particular topic. But, you know, in the history, you know, creating or trailblazing, you know, we had Virgin Mobile adopted the use of pronouns Chevron has been making efforts since 2005. Campbell, best place to work since for the LGBT equality, equality, noted for releasing ads that featured gay couples. And so we have a number of companies who are saying, you know, our, our corporate family consists of diversity and are we reflecting that? And so just, you know, we talk about, I think just as complex as some of the other topics, you know, the covering of pronouns. What does it mean? It actually only means to the person that's using it what it means to that person. And by allowing them to use it, you get to find out more about it. And so, like, I um, identify as she, her, hers, and
1: you know? Yeah. That was awesome. Joy. Um, I think what stood out to me too, is that when you see, or what does stand out to me when I see this at other companies, like I instantly think, oh, this must be a really like inclusive, diverse place to work. That's really welcoming to all types of people. So I love to see that on emails. Does anybody else have anything to add around pronouns? Maybe any experience with it?
3: Yeah, you know, Angie, I think it, it is, it's kind of, you know, I have a friend and, and I'm very out in, in my community and so forth, but I do have a friend that um, has a mutual friend that identifies as, non-ge- as non, non-gender, non-binary, excuse me. Um, and so referencing, you know, I get myself, I also trip up with like, he, excuse me. So, you know, I went out with my friend, John, you know, it doesn't have to be The gender and it does and it does get confusing and 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 you kind of trip yourself up. But I think, like Joy said, have the conversation, and that's what's so great about having like the email and the pronouns and so forth. That that already starts the conversation. But within your own community, I mean, I think it's very important that that we are being you know mindful of, of of the pronouns. One of
0: the things that I think about with regards to that is the. The it's it shouldn't be that way, but it is. But I think there's a way to address it. But having people who feel that strongly and are passionate about it to say, hey, this is what's so for me. And it takes some guts to be able to stand within that. And so, like, you know, we could create all the openings that we want. And, you know, I am guilty, you know. I have friends that I have. I have a friend who's very effeminate and wears jewelry, long nails. I love, but I never know to refer to him or her. And so back and forth I say he, she. I've never been corrected, but I've never felt open enough to or comfortable enough to say, what do you? Prefer, and it's very interesting because it's a very sticky point for him. You know, to discuss that, it's very, very emotionally. Um, it's it's impacted him so much, and I can only imagine why. That it, it it's important for me to be able to say, hey, you know. I'm going to step out on a limb here. Don't judge me. But if you judge me, it's okay, You know, but I want to know because I want to know. But, you know, I know we're not all in that place yet of being comfortable. And the more we do, it takes more people saying I'm comfortable enough to say this is who I am. You know, so that creates the space for those who might not understand to say, hey, can you educate me?
1: I love that perspective. And I think that's why we do this and why we talk about these things. We just want to highlight them and bring awareness to um, everyone so that they feel comfortable having those conversations to kind of like eliminate that uncomfortable feeling or that fear that it's okay to talk about these things. Um, You know, the more you understand something, the less different or scary it seems. So. I, I just love having these conversations. Thanks for the perspectives. Um, we're gonna kind of lead into um, talking about some charities. Emily is really passionate about volunteering. So she's gonna kind of dive into some different charities to support in the area.
3: Yeah, so um, just part of our Pride ANG, we do have several organizations that, you know, charitable organizations, but one that we really, focus on throughout the year and um is lost and found youth it's an atlanta based nonprofit that exists and homelessness for the lgbtq plus and all sexual minority youth um you know I've, I've since i've moved to atlanta in 2006 i've always given to this organization and and done my best but um recently or actually this past June, um, the Pride A&G got together with uh, Locum Tenants Customer Care and we raised a bunch of food and goods to deliver. And so a few of us went down there and we were in their um, warehouse and and they they were showing us around and they had a a, a side and they said, okay, so this is where when they're kicked out of their home, they come here, they get a tent, we give them some, some supplies and they basically go to the street. Now I knew that that's what it was, but seeing that and the impact of oh my god like this is this really happens for being who you love or who you are or who you identify as is that your family turns you away and you go to the streets so we're pretty passionate about this particular organization um and, and that a lot of money for them in june we Perfect. did we did a great job in june and 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 we need to continue um on that path with that being said you know, the part of the reason why we do podcasts and we have like these ANGS is to bring awareness and, um, help people that are going through this. If you have a child that's going through this or, you know, it's, it's yourself that you're trying to come out to your family and you're nervous. There are so many great organizations. One of them is PFLAG. Um, there's a local chapter in Johns Creek and that's really, um, an ally for their parents and families for the LGBTQ plus community. So if you're having any any questions or you need help, um, besides reaching out to any of us in the Pride Network, we would be more than happy to sit with you. PFLAG is a great uh, organization. And then for our youth that are going through these, these um, horrible circumstances, the Trevor Project also is a, per, as a crisis intervention for the LGBTQ plus um, young community under 25 for suicide and so forth. So these are great organizations that we can, you know, help out and and keep those in mind for anyone that, you know, struggling, you know, if we can save somebody from having to live on the streets, that's the sole purpose of it. Right. So, um, yeah, it's, it's been good.
1: I love that you pointed out pride network as a resource. Um, I think that's a great option. Like if you are working here at Jackson healthcare and you know, somebody that's going through some of the things that Emily mentioned, like you can definitely connect with one of the leads and we could help you with some different resources. So definitely, you know, take advantage of that. I think that's why we have pride network. Um, Laura, Mario, I know you guys are really big about um, allyship. Is there anything you guys would like to add? Well, I mean, everybody
2: can use an ally and it can be merely someone who is supportive and accepts a person or a friend for who they are, just being a part of the LGBTQ community, or that ally can be a more prominent figure. That person can speak up and advocate for changes in policies. It can range from something small to just a listening ear or someone who is out on the front lines fighting to change local policies. It's it's anywhere on the spectrum. Everything seems to be on a spectrum and just, you can be on it and it's just a, a friend and a listening ear to have.
4: Yeah,
1: be yeah. afraid uh, to have those conversations.
4: I think it's a big thing, too, especially when you think about it. I think the biggest thing about an ally is just a respect factor. Uh, we all want to be respected. And I think being an ally just shows that you respect someone for being who they are, regardless of who that is. Doesn't mean you necessarily have to agree with anything or everything that they do, but it's a respect thing. And I think when it comes down to it, no matter who you are, what you are, I mean, respect is kind of what we all you know, want. And just being an ally doesn't change your beliefs if you don't really believe in everything or it doesn't make you alter who you are to be an ally to someone who's different than you. So just be reminded of that and, you know, just respect people, love people. That's all really being an ally means at the end of the day.
1: I love that, Mario. I think that should be like our unofficial motto, like love is love and everybody has the right to live a judgment-free and safe life no matter um, who they are, what they look like,
0: I I do. I love that. And I'm very grateful to this group because I'll have to tell you, you know, when I first joined as an ally, I went to my, well, I had them both in the same place at the same time. So I went to my aunt and she's kind of comedic. And so like, But there's always a little bit of truth in what she says. And actually, I don't even think she's trying to be funny, but it does come across as funny. So I said, hey, so I joined the Pride A&G at my job. What do you want me to know as an ally? She said, don't ask me. In my day, we kept that in the closet. And then she told me to ask my godson. So I was like, fine. So I went to my godson, and I'm like, so— my cousin, nephew, godson, what would you like for me to know as your ally? And he said, Don't you think you should ask your coworkers? And I was like, I'm not getting any help here. So just knowing, you know, for allies, how we can show up for you. And I love the idea of respect and, you know, just showing the support. But I think I want to offer that to everybody because you never know who is actually going through it who might have a child here that has that has questions or you know want to know how to deal with anything and I must say like my poor sister you know she knew my mom was trying to get her to talk about it but she wasn't having it and she would text and she's like mom brought home another movie <laughs> and we're like need to tell her so she could stop and she's like I'm trying to get her to tell me. And I'm like, (laughs) so like, you know, one person's feeling on edge about, you know, saying it. And the other one's like, tell me. And so like, we want to help people be able to broach those conversations. And I think this is such a great opportunity. Like even if you're not in the community, come out to happy hour. And then, you know, ask questions and, you know, meet people and, you know, you might find a friend that you didn't know you have.
1: Thanks so much, Joy. And thank you for plugging Happy Hour again. It's on October 20th. Come hang out with us. Um, If you have any questions about the acronym or pronouns, feel free to reach out to one of us. Um, Thank you for your time. We can't wait till the next podcast. And happy Atlanta Pride Month, everyone. Thank you. Having cried.
0: Thank you for joining us for Jackson Healthcare's Monthly Associate Network Group podcast series.